No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. (laughs) All right, cool. There we go. I'll I'll start. Summer tour for Dead & Company, Fish, Widespread Panic, Billy Strings, Goose Ween, and Green Sky Bluegrass is upon us llama tell you about a new resource get it long because it's venue llama llama tell you about venue llama.com is where live music fans share helpful insider venue reviews and information based on their own experiences a place where pro showgoers can quickly review venues and exchange seriously helpful venue intel with one another shit like uh where the best sound in the in the venue is and what's the security like and what's the parking like? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Also, you can like post a video review and other people will see it. Head over to VenueLlama.com today to sign up for your free Llama account and start reviewing venues today. Review venues in the Llama base, upload photos in the Llama gallery, and add your favorite scene-friendly businesses, websites, or podcasts. That includes us. We are a business, a website, and a podcast. So you could add us to the Llama base on their friends page. All Llamas registered by July 4th are eligible to win free tickets and Venue Llama gear. Venue Llama gear has a Lorenzo Llama on it. Lorenzo Lorenzo Llamas. (laughs) I love Lorenzo. Yeah, who doesn't want free gear and free tickets? That's right. You want free gear and free tickets? Go over to VenueLlama.com. That's V-E-N-U-E-L-L-A-M-A.com today. One thing about this live music community is we love to support our brothers and sisters when they have their own business. And Shop Tour Bus is one of those businesses that is owned by part of our family. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Everybody that's just absolutely really. everybody went dead on me there. I, I didn't realize it was a question. Yeah. It, no, it is right. And the reason that it's right is because they have some of the most beautiful online, online lots best merch yes. and on the lawn you could buy one of these on shirts the and wear it on the lawn at the next shirt, the, the, the next <laughs> shirt you, you go to That's i mean the next <laughs> festival or the, next shirt, the next shirt you go to could okay. be minglewood blue here we go we're still growing the we're one thing growing. about shop tour bus is we've grown together they've been with us yes. almost since the very beginning of this and we have seen each other grow that's true so go to shop tour or at shop tour on instagram go check out what we're talking about 
And when you order, put in the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD, all one word. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get an all-over print box with all kinds of extras. And some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead real-life cassette tape bootleg in your order. Go check out shoptourbus.com. Put in that promo code NOSIMPLEROAD. Also, welcome back, Ella, for the summer. Giving them a hand over there. That's right. You're right going to see those boxes lovingly packed by another member of the family, Shop Tour Bus. What, what kind of sauces does Fire on the Mountain have, Apple? Fire on the Mountain for the month of May, which is my birthday month. Yeah, birthday, birthday month, month Apple. Well, here in the Portland area at the Interstate location, they have a whiskey pomegranate oh, barbecue wow. sauce and a Thai meets Texas dry rub. Ooh, Head I on think over I would to like Fremont that. for the Szechuan peppercorn sauce. Szechuan, but okay. And, and a curry dry rub. And then head over to Burnside for the Marion Berry Habanero Sauce and the Quebec-style dry oh, rub. Oh, shit. If you don't know what we're talking about, Fire on the Mountain wings in Portland and Denver. Food made lovingly by your Grateful Dead family for you to put in your stomach, to make you feel amazing, to make you smile, to make your hair stand on end, or your lips burn off. If that's in, if that's what you're into, it's fine. And it, and I just gonna and you get to take it all in in a beautifully decorated spot with Grateful Dead and jam band memorabilia and paintings all over around you to make you feel comfortable like you're at home. It's if a you, great ambiance. That's there. true. If you live in one of these cities and you haven't already visited one of the Fire on the Mountain locations, just do it, man. Just do it now. You know, you're a listener of No Simple Road. You're part of this jam band, Grateful Dead, Fish community. You're going to go in there and you're going to be like, holy shit. You know what? No Simple Road was right. This food is amazing. And it was made by people that are super cool. So go check out Fire on the Mountain. And hey, if you don't live in one of these places, it's okay. Don't be sad. Go to PortlandWings.com and get yourself some gear, get yourself some sauces. Then you'll be happy. Find out about the brewery. Find out about the brewery here. All the stuff that Melanie said and that Apple said and that I said. You should do that. Go to Fire on the Mountain. Check it out. bath it, only at two o'clock though yeah after two the whores bath at 2 p.m that's like pretty much prime like sunshine time happening sweaty festival day yeah yeah but, hey no no simple road family how's everybody doing we're back this is aaron and this is mel and this is apple and our guest this week on no simple road is a returning guest the one and only will, will hansa of escaper he actually will hansa will hansa Will Hunter. Let's say it. Say it, Apple. Will Hunter. I like it. It's, it. it sounds like a dude that runs like a bitch in dojo or something. It sounds like a martial arts named him. Will Hunter. <laughs> I, I, what Will, kind of sword Will, is that? I, I it's a Will Hunter. It carries sword. like yeah. It carries like power with it when you speak it. Will Hunter. Well, the music yeah, carries does, power with it. For it sounds sure. like something does. Yoda would say. <laughs> Go to the Will Hunter. Go visit Will Hunter. That was a terrible Yoda voice. Yeah, I apologize to like, all the Star Wars and, fans and it'd be more yeah, like more, look, visit Will Hunter. You will. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're on fire today. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you know what? We met Will before the pandemic or during the pandemic, actually. A time I can't think of it. It was during the pandemic. And because I remember talking to him about how strange it was that people were outside while we were interviewing him the first time. And we've become friends since then, actually. And uh, missed each other at several shows, like tried to link up. And you know how that goes mm-hmm. when you're at shows sometimes things sometimes don't it happen. happens magically and other times it's <laughs> nothing's gonna bring you together it really does seem like the harder you try to make it happen at a show the less the, likely the less likely it is gonna go down and if you just like let go how uh, about when we walked into joe joe at dick's more joe and joe oh yeah so great. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> all expectations. It, it just on. happened at Hollywood Pult when I was looking around for the dogs and the pile boys. And you're, you're, you're like, well, the show's getting ready to start, dude. It'll happen. And then Sam comes up and hangs out with us out of the blue. And turn around, there's Sam looking lost. Hey. Yeah, yeah You find your people. But uh, it's it's been a, a great getting to know him and watching mm-hmm. the arc of Escaper. If you're not familiar with Escaper, I can't wait for you to hear them. Because, well, I mean, when you listen to No Simple Road at the very beginning of No Simple Road, Will did us a solid and actually created the intro music, the new No Simple Road intro music. That I like having Will Hans's stamp on No Simple Road. Fuck yeah. That's rad. Yeah. And again, he creates like soundscapes. Do, uh, do you know if Escaper has any tour dates coming up or any stuff going on? Well, let me check on that here. Well, there's a there's this oracle that you can. Well, I do know that consult. they're going to be at Northlands um, Music and Arts Festival. Oh shit! We're giving away tickets. Yes, to that. they are. They're going to be there. So catch them there. Uh, let's see the dates for that. That is June 16th and 17th. Keep an eye on our Instagram, and I think it's today. Actually, yes, it'll be today. There will be a post and uh, we are giving away a pair of passes to Northland's Music and Arts Festival where you can go see the one and only Will Hansa of Escaper, among other Ooh. incredible artists. Apple, have you well, have you gotten there? No, yet? My phone was being really slow. Now actually, it's connected to I, I see it. I'm on there. Um, but the only thing. Knock it out, Mel. They just did something um, in Saratoga Springs, New York, and the next thing is Northlands, like I said. Oh, they okay. don't have anything beyond that. Oh, wait, yet. Saratoga Springs is this weekend, May 20th. Oh, May 20th. Okay. So I thought, I don't know what yeah, day I thought Saturday, it was. Saturday. You're listening to this on Friday and it's a Prince Bowie tribute. Oh, Ooh, shit. Look, whoa. Man, this, this cat is. Thanks for correcting me, Apple. I need it. Super duper talented, man. And if anybody can pull that kind of tribute off, it's Will. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. So if you're down in Saratoga Springs, and you have the opportunity to go to this and you don't, I feel bad for you. I, I'm sad right now. Pre-sad. Now I am too. About you in the future missing out on something I'm kind of bummed that I want, I want to see that. Yeah, but you don't want to go to Saratoga Springs. No, not no, this weekend. Not this weekend. I'm busy. Um, so we are going to get everybody to... Um, to the conversation here, but yeah, Apple just, just pointed at me. What? Well, you just got to talk a few more things about Escaper. Talk like, it, like, Apple. Talk. You, you need to go <laughs> check out escapermusic.com, their Escape, website. There's no S. E-S. I'm sorry. Escaper. Thank you. My mispronunciation. Thank you for pointing out Well, just because if somebody was looking up, then they would be I know. That was bad. Escaper. Music.com. And if you go to their merch, because I love the merch, they have this, they have a narwhal that's like on their, on their merch right now. And it's, 
it's kind of like a steampunkish looking oh that's dope sick. narwhal yeah. so they do have amazing the- art and merch yes. attached to escaper that's one of the things we talked about the first time man is whoever's doing their mm-hmm. artwork is on point um for sure mm-hmm. so hey let's do the business what do you guys say we're doing the business right. follow no simple road at no simple road on instagram facebook and that's, twitter that's yeah, no twitter ish all right well then whatever. go to com. that's where you can find a bunch of stuff like the merch tab if you want to freshen up your summer wardrobe um you want a tarot reading by me and mel Boom. Boom. Done. Sign up. Sign up for the newsletter there. And then you can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Now, look, this is something that we talk about every Friday. I tell you all about how no simple road costs money and that you should give and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Are you ever going to switch it up? I, I'm, what am I doing right now? I don't know. Switching same. it up. Right. <laughs> Thank you. So right. you switch made me up. lose track of what I was going to say. Dang it. Oh, now I, I got it back. Here's the thing. Back on track. There's a benefit to joining Patreon. You're getting side roads. You're getting access to the Discord server. You're getting the joke of the week. You're getting polls. You're getting interaction with the No Simple Road community. So if you're a listener of the show and you're like, I wanted to be able to interact with other members of the community that listen to the show, that's the spot. It Think of our Patreon as like our personal instagram where only other people like you can hang out yeah that's it and it it costs you a little as a buck a month that's pretty damn good if you ask me it's really damn good and i i I must make a confession yesterday i was embarrassed when i looked at my emails and my five dollar a month pledge bounced because I had not not updated, <laughs> I have not updated my debit card. Damn! I was dude. like, I looked at it, it was like it's Dang. been denied. I was you shorted like, yourself. I was like, oh shit! And then I had to go update my shit so I could listen to the new side roads with Melanie's mom, Susie, which oh was gosh. awesome. Yeah, man. So you're missing out on some dope content behind the paywall there, and um, you can get in there for as little as a buck a month, and. I think that's a great deal. I mean, we've been putting out three episodes a week for the past couple of weeks. Normally it's two. Break that down. Whatever. You get the idea. Money is a thing. The world we live in, it's weird. I know. It's odd. You have to pay money for shit. We do this for free, but not really. You have to go to Patreon and sign up, and then you're we getting back. We do it for mere shekels. We <laughs> yeah, we're a cheap date. Yeah, man. Totally. But if you're not going to do that, or even if you did do that, and you're, you're thinking about it, and you're getting ready to do it, you can do something else, too. You can go on but Apple Why don't Podcasts. you say thanks to the, everybody else who does do it, because they need to Sing hear it. it, and they, well, I don't want you to steamroll over it. I'm not. Go ahead. So I'm preaching. Thank you. Thank you so much for <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, Amen. no, I mean it. Thank you so much for being rad for constantly giving your cute dollars. And I hope to just keep growing, um, keep growing Patreon. Okay. So thanks. There it is. Apple. Why don't you talk to us about reviews, dude? Well, if you want to go over and do some more than just that, if you've already done that, you want to do more or you haven't done that, you just want to do this, you can go over to Apple Podcasts. You can go on. It's very easy to hit that five stars, but then you can go a little further and leave us a review. 
which makes us very happy. And it helps us get in that algorithm to pop up in front of people so they more people know about us. And we got our we got our second review of May, which I'm very excited about. Birthday month, two reviews. Yeah. So this is this was from Saturday. Simply great, five stars. And this was from Jordan Bush. In true Grateful Dead spirit, these hosts go with the flow during their interviews and weekly rewinds. Nothing seems planned, which it's not, which Mm -hmm. lends an air of authenticity to all of the interesting conversations. The episodes are always interesting, funny, and relatable. All of the guests seem to appreciate the improvisational, holistic approach to the interviews as well. The interviews are more like casual conversations in a great way. I'm all in. Uh-huh. Man. Dang. Jordan, man. Thank Jordan. You, that was very well written, I yeah. will say. I loved every second of it. Jordan, even though you're a little annoying, I still appreciate the review. <laughs> I really Yes, do. I don't know whether to take it seriously, no. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, thank you so much. Everybody listening is like, damn, that was rude. It's it's inside joke. We know who Jordan is. Thank you. It's okay. Trust me. It's all right. Yeah. Love you, Jordan. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. That's you know what? It's really cool to your own like he's our friend. Yeah, that's our homie. That's how he feels about the show. And that I appreciate that. Actually. Really deep level. And we know he's all in. Jordan is more than a homie. That's right. Yeah. Jordan is part of yeah. the family. Okay. Um, homie, family. What are we missing? Fun. Tell somebody about No Simple Road. Yeah, that. Telling somebody is one of the most important things, and that's the easiest thing to do. We all open our mouths every day. You said it. Okay. I believe it, and that's the truth. And then yeah. after you tell somebody, you can do something else and be like, 971-808-1524, and you would be like, No Simple Road. I just told my homie about No Simple Road. So that would be rad. Call us up after you tell somebody and be like, I did it. Boom, hang up. So anyway, 971-808-1524 for, you know, recipes, fun. Stories, jokes. Yeah, you could give us dance lessons over the tepid line. Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, do that. We, we've even Somebody. had we've had late night ones where it's like so you just hear music in the background and it, it's always entertaining. Um, so here's the scoop. We're scoop. on we're on Facebook and stuff. You can go to our website. You should sign up on Patreon to help us keep doing the show. Um, if you don't want to do that, you can leave a review and then uh, you can call the tepid line. And we love everybody. How's that? <laughs> I like that. That's a nice wrap up. That is Very good. Okay, good. You put a little bow on it and we love everybody. Yay. All right. So let's get to the conversation with our friend, another member of our family. Will. Yes. All right. Everybody go follow Escape or listen to their music, download their stuff, go to their shows, buy their merch, do all the things, help support artists like Will that are putting their heart, talent, energy, creativity, mind and blood and sweat and fingernails on the line and creating badass music for you. Because they love you. And supporting narwhals. That's that too. All right. Everybody ready? I'm ready. All right. Yeah. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Will Hansa, the dude with the badass sword. Thank you. 
Will Whoa. Hansa. Hey. What's up, man? Hello. Damn. Yeah, highly you professional. Okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you great, man? Highly professional, right, Will. I have you on my um, speaker here, so hopefully I can hear everything. I hear everything so far so good. So Yeah, right. no echo. Good. Yeah. Good. Nice to see you guys. Yeah, you too, you man. Too. <laughs> Heck yeah. Aww. What is it? Is did you did you cut your hair? Or is it all just up under? Oh no! There? It's oh it's okay. There. I was gonna say <laughs> it's all there. Okay. No, yeah. No. You're like oh my gosh! I don't know you, Will. Oh, <laughs> I, it's funny because I, I, you know, people know me out in the different concerts or whatever. And if I have my hair back or I have like that beanie on, yeah, I'll someone be like, "Wait, did you cut your hair?" <laughs> it happens all the time. <laughs> You got good hair. I mean, come on. People love it. Hey, I, no complaints on my part. I'll take it. Yeah, man. It, look, I turned 50 a couple of years ago and I was getting my hair cut. One year and, and I was like, <laughs> it was two years ago. 50, you're 51. Not, that's you, two years. Your birthday's anyway, in November. I was getting my hair. Anyway, <laughs> I was old. And, in these, oh. and the lady was like, I said, I feel like I'm kind of losing my hair right here. She goes, look, you're 50. You won. Leave it alone. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Um, hey, Will, do me a favor. Yes. Introduce yourself to the folks that are listening. Okay. I am Will Hansa. I uh, live in New York City. I play in a band called Escaper. Um, and uh, we love playing music. And uh, this is my second time on this show. Yay. Last time was a couple of years ago when we just released an album called Apotheosis. Yes. And uh, this time around, uh, we released another album. This one's called Spaceship. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys about that and just catching up with you a bit. I just really loved our conversation last time. Us um, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, and I've seen you guys at a couple of fish shows around mm-hmm. the country. Uh, but uh, we, we definitely need to... to uh, to catch up next time that, that you're around and, and make a point of it. Cause I, I want to see you guys give you all a big hug. Yeah, yeah man, for yeah. sure. It, it, um, are you doing any of the fish run this year? You're going to do some of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as, uh, as you know, there's a, a, a what do they call it? A baker's half dozen. Right. In here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'll, I'll be going to a lot of those. I have a, um, I have one side project that I do called the Agents of Mayhem, uh, and it's sort of just like local guys that um, wanted to just put together something to play for local things mostly. Um, and there's a place called Stitch Bar, which I'll I'll, uh, I'll promote. Okay, it's sort of near. It's pretty near Madison Square Garden, and they do some pre shows there. And I've done them before. It's a it's a nice bar that's again walking distance from the show, so it's nice to just uh, throw down some tunes. Um, and then be able to go to the show after that. So that'll be fun. That's cool, um, man. Yeah. They, I'm not sure if Escaper's going to do one. Uh, we, we, we might get involved in a post show. We've done them in the past, uh, like the post shows. It's, it's it's a whole it's a whole like cottage industry doing pre and post shows uh, for fish uh, for you know I guess for for years now. I mean I remember going back to Baker's Dozen, the original Baker's Dozen, 2016, uh-huh. and we did some a pre and post show for that. And it seems like, you know, it's great that there's a man like Fish that can come into town for a few days and turn the town into like a music festival where there's all these other choices to go see music, you know, all day and night. It's crazy. Like when, when we came in for the April New Year's run, um, we saw like Medeski with Scott Metzger and like at the cutting room yeah. and 
all this crazy shit's going on. And I, I wonder what your experience is playing those kind of shows, man. What's like, if you're playing a fish after party, that crowd has to be pretty well cooked. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're, they are well lubed. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful ready thing. to go. Um, you know, I, there's, there's some folks that don't want to, you know, like go to after shows and that's fine. But there's a lot of folks that are just, you know, hyped up from the fish show and mm-hmm. are looking for some more music to get down to. And uh, anytime I've done them, I make sure we don't cover any fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just let them do their own songs. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it, we, they've been some great shows. And I over the course of the years and not just, um, you know, post uh, MSG runs, there was there was this post tray show I did about, I want to say about, well, everything's three years ago now, it seems like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it was like four years ago. It was a roof party. Uh, and wow. it was a DIY thing. And Trey was playing up in the park. And like, I think it was Ghost of the Forest show in the city. And we we're like, let's do a, a post show on this rooftop that we have. We can definitely get like a hundred people to come. We got like 120 people to come. We have one bathroom, unfortunately. Oh, so it, it wasn't a real venue, but it was amazing. It was an amazing night. And I still have people like I had for years, people coming up, up, up to me afterwards being like that rooftop show, you know, cause and everybody does come in just like raring to go. And I'm very big into the live performance being tied to the people, the audience that is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, otherwise I would just be doing recorded music, but I really love the interaction with uh, a crowd of people that are, you know, very into the music, dancing, uh, feeling the music, and they give you the energy back. And that back and forth energy transfers a huge reason why I'm so addicted to playing yeah, live yeah. music. So when, to go to your question, just again, is uh, if they've gotten like fish in their bones already, then, uh, they're 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 ready. They're, you know, they're, so it's, yeah. uh, it's nice, and then you also have built-in crowds too, because you have so many people already wanting to be out right. for music. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's great. That sounds amazing. Rooftop show in yeah. New York. Yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. Damn. I, I was surprised we didn't get shut down because you could definitely hear us in the sidewalks. But um, <laughs> we we did it like and uh, yeah, it became like a thing of legend. That's <laughs> fucking, you know? yeah. Um. You know, DIY is sometimes the way to go. Uh, and then we've also done venues, you know, played a number of different venues, uh, too. There was a great place that's no longer with us called American Beauty. Okay. It was right by the by the garden. Um, and so there was a lot of stuff that was there, especially during the Baker's Dozen time. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice thing. And, and like one of you were saying about how you get, you know, Modeski and Metzger playing together and things like that. So you do get these things put together by, you know, it's the CEG Presents or Live for Live Music or those kind of folks that put together some monster all-star bands that you wouldn't see otherwise. Right. And the, and the stuff that comes out of that is absolutely incredible. I, I want to go back to something you said, you know, you, you said that you're addicted to playing live and that that interaction between you and the crowd is something that you feed off of. And is that like a, a skill that you learn over time to be able to use that? Is that like a, like playing? Yeah, it's a wonderful question. And it it can really opens a lot of doors into, to uh, talk about because, um, you know, there's definitely players that are, um, 
more uh, theory geniuses or um, able to, you know, maybe play faster or, or know their modes and scales uh, in a way that that would, you know, run circles around me. Um, and I really do care about knowing those things and, and knowing the, the language of music and the academics of it. But when it comes time to play live, the thing that we're doing that we're there for, first of all, you have to like know that the audience is there to experience something. So don't be afraid. Don't be, you know, it's good to be humble um, and not cocky, but confident. Confident mm -hmm. that moment is, is yours to present and be uh, in. And the intention is to conjure the moment to be in the now mm -hmm. and to conjure that for everybody who's there. And so the, that is like a, a lifelong spiritual journey in a way, right. To, mm -hmm. to um, you know, you're not playing for yourself fully. You're playing for the moment, which is bigger than you can ever be. And so when I'm playing, you know, especially as an improv band, I'm trying to find where the good stuff is and where it feels right. And sometimes that note is like, you know, I'm going down over here or finding it or going over to somebody to get the vibe going and going with the crowd. And just, I don't want to feel like I'm ever playing at a crowd, but oh, playing shit. with. Yeah, so we're yeah. all just trying to make that that now be as important as possible and as good as possible. So sometimes you you come across something like, oh, you can, like you hit a vein, you know, and you're like, oh, there is. There's all the gold. Like let's just keep rolling with that. This is this is the good stuff right now, <laughs> and that's the important thing to remember and to be. And you can't replace that because live that is sometimes it, often um, helped by the audience is helping make that moment, you know, that improv moment be what it is. It's like you're you're riding that wave or that 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 wind has caught the sail. You know, yeah. when we're in the wind, we're more the captain of the sailboat, right? Like they have to like know how to use the wind but <laughs> you have to also be open for it yeah. wow <laughs> that's that's really like that really well put down. yeah that's an excellent explanation because what you said a moment ago about you're playing to the crowd not at the crowd so then the crowd becomes part of i guess your instrument in a in a way and if it was you were playing like at them you're doing what you want but if you're playing you know with them then you, we're playing something together and that's awesome to actually see and and feel when you're in the audience mm -hmm. man like you can see the musicians kind of lock in to what we're feeling and then it's not even giving us what we want because we don't know what we want <laughs> until you're playing it right because yeah. they're open open to what yeah. we have to give but then like if I was just like, like, here's our show, boom, yeah. it'd be good. Yeah. And people might like it. But, you know, I, I always am so thankful for the crowd that's there and let them know and say, hey, come on up. Let's and thank you for being here. And we're going to do this together and, and get everybody, get you know, get going. Let's, yeah. let's all let's all dance together. I'll dance a little bit, too. So we all feel OK to do so. Let's just feel it all together. And that's a huge part of, of why to to do it. You know, yeah, I I took off almost like almost a decade from playing live regularly i was doing theater and i was doing like um you know making music for 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 like experimental theater stuff and it was really interesting work and, and good stuff but um getting back into playing music and it's this is kind of an interesting story if you will indulge me please um, i i was playing like you know back in my early 20s playing a lot of rock and roll stuff and like i would say even brooding <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock and roll stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
And then I got into the theater thing and was doing that. And well, how then, did you do that? Like, how did how that did I get into the theater? Yeah. If it doesn't take too um, much off of your story, because that's yeah, super no, no, interesting okay. to get into. Like, where did that even come? Sure. You know, uh, so I, I had a couple of friends that were musicians that also were doing some theater work. One of my good friends, his name is Sean Haggerty. And he's a fiddle player, and he actually played. I played in a, like Americana bluegrass band with him still to this day. But going back, I've known him over a decade, uh, and he does sound design uh, for stuff. And so he was he helped get get me involved a bit, and I started working with him, and I assisted him on some stuff. I even got an off Broadway credit with him doing Around the World in Eighty Days. Oh shit! Uh, and helped make music Dang. for that um and it was it's all like you know it's some way of a career like a long-term career that i could still uh still do um but you know i i just also started to feel like once i once i did get back into doing live music i was like you know i only have so much time mm. i have to also make money and do you know a, like a job uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna concentrate on the live thing and and this is kind of what happened too is as I was saying, when I was in my 20s, I was doing more sort of like brooding rock and roll, you know, like the stuff I grew up with that I want, you know, wanted to play that, you know, and then when I came back to stuff when I, later on in life, uh, I was actually at this coffee shop and this guy struck up a conversation with him and talking about music. And he's like, hey, you know, our guitar player just moved to New Orleans. Why don't you come down and uh, jam with us next week? We have a, we're getting together. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, okay. and I walk into the room and right, the first person I see in the room is this bass player. And I knew him from a years be before in the neighborhood is this really great guy. Always like talk to the bartender at this place. I always talk to him about stuff. It's like, hey, Steven, what's going on? And like, this must be the band you've been talking about for years. Oh, and that <laughs> rehearsal was great. We all got along so well. I got along with the guys and we did a show very quickly. It was at a a. Uh, uh this beer hall outdoor beer hall and there's we were playing and i gotta say it was sort of music was more like disco yacht Ooh. rock um <laughs> fun <laughs> town even a little bit and uh and we we're playing and there's all these people dancing and like i was like man what was i doing when i was young? I was like, <laughs> like, rooting, like shit dude like <laughs> what let's like let the world dance and like let's have yeah, a good time brooding's and, no you know fun. and you can also work in like interesting psychedelic journeys but like, let's dance. Yeah. So like yes. that got me like that. And that's a bigger connection to the audience as well yep. is when you're, people are dancing, they're connected to the sounds you're making as well as the feel. And it's a, it's a whole other level that uh, got me re-addicted. And I'm now I'm just, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, think about like the, the power that one has when you can literally make somebody move and that, person doesn't even know how they're going to move like if I wanted to like choreograph something and I come to your show and you're an improvisational musician my choreography's out the window I'm going to move how yeah. you're making me and that is such a huge amount of power to have over a crowd and, and not over like a warlord but like over to be able to make people like well, so happy because when you're dancing you're not frowning you're not oh, freedom right it's a humbling thing absolutely you know, that power is a humbling thing because you don't want to fuck it up no well and it's participation <laughs> to my language you know oh my gosh will it's participation <laughs> One citation. too because you know both 
you guys are being affected by the energy of the crowd as much as the crowd is being affected by the energy of the music. And, and that, that's a, that's what we were talking about. That's a skill. You have to learn how to do that. And it's, to me, it's a lot like meditation. Not that I've ever done that, but like, I would imagine it's a lot like meditation because as soon as you're like, Oh, I'm doing it. You're not doing it anymore. You know what I mean? You have to just right. like, it's, you know, fine you wanna, line. As part of being part of the moment is being in that zone, you know, like the zone. Right. What, there's a, there was a recent like Pixar movie, this soul, right. Whatever the, Oh yeah. They, they go into like the zone and I thought they did a pretty good job with that. But I've always thought of it like an analogy of like when you're playing pool at a bar and you just can't miss a shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just, you, had, you had just maybe a couple beers, but not a couple too many. Yeah. And just like that fine <laughs> po- point. Right in and you just like off the wall, bang, bang, bang in because you're, you're just zoning. Right. But the, the idea is like for the music to always be in that zone. So we're all feeling transportive and, and, and all of that. Okay. And um, yeah, right. I go to well, a show for- and I'm dancing. I'm trying to like let the music in enter me and like you know put me in the direction i guess yeah, yeah. i was gonna say what and that's got to be like the best scale for reading your audience too if you look out and everybody's just standing there it's Arms like oh, oh yeah. shit yeah, like, yeah, just see different. how they're in and then catch on to that, that i mean play to the groove and i mean well it, watching it, them dance would be the like a barometric <laughs> yeah watching the temperature well, you know, gauge we're, we're lucky on a couple of fronts with with all of that um in that our, our rhythm section these days, the drummer is uh, Sam Crespo from the band Space Bacon. Oh, yeah. Uh, who just had their 10th anniversary show last night at Brooklyn Bay, which I attended and was fun. And they make people dance. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he is a great, you know, he get that four on the floor, that uns, that, but also we break it up. And but we, you know, it's really important to, to keep like keep the going. And then uh, on bass, uh, someone that you guys know from the band The Special, uh, wow. Luke Beeman has been playing with us for the last year plus. Monster. Um, and uh, you can't spell bass without ass. And so, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that is the part that is the groove, right? Like the, the your rhythm section is so important to keep keep that groove going and um, and keep the movement going. And they make it really easy for me then, because it's like that. It's you know, it's crushing. And then I get to be on top of that. Uh, you guys are making me think we had a um, an album release show in November in Brooklyn. This place is called the Sultan Room, and uh, you know I would just bemused at times because we're playing and I'm just like seeing everybody just getting down. And it's not the first time or anything, but in COVID years, you just it's less of it than right. maybe before. Mm-hmm. And just you know, people were getting down, having so much fun. I'm just like smiling and like. Hey, it's it's okay to do this. Like what I'm doing right now, it's okay oh. to be up here doing this because you got all the having fun, you know. The- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is is this the is this the pro shot release stuff? That yeah, you're we're talking? gonna be re- thanks, yeah we're gonna be releasing a pro shot video of the first half of the show when we we re we recreated the spaceship album, which is a uh, four songs in about half an hour of time. Um, and so we have uh, the approach about video coming from from that. It's uh, it's in the uh, it's in the outbox. It's going to be out. We're going to be announcing it pretty soon and getting it out there pretty soon. OK, cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Right. Let let me know. Make sure you let me know when it's coming out. Um, yeah. You know, in everything that we're talking about right now, like this interplay between the band and the crowd and where you sit in all of it. I, where does practice 
for your instrument come into play is is practice do you think that practicing your instrument and having the muscle memory is in order to be able to let go yeah you know there's um like the malcolm Gladwell thing of like ten thousand hours of practice right and while i'm not like you know uh a big follower necessarily of but of the guy but like that's a good idea of if you when you become so practiced at something you you know it's like you you're building a foundation and i was mentioning before about you know playing more by feel and ear especially in the moment because in the moment the thing that counts is how do we feel right now it doesn't matter like if that feeling is in a sharp minor or in a diminished chord like you know certainly uh those things can affect and knowing knowing how to put notes together and what notes are are vibrations and knowing how to put vibrations together in ways that are interesting and form things and um create you know building tension perhaps or mm-hmm. release and all that um but the, the the bottom line is in all of that is how do we feel uh in the moment how, how am i feeling how are we all feeling and and like sort of chasing that thing mm-hmm. but that said um the the palette that you have the broad range of colors that you might have to paint with come from practicing understanding theory understanding building a foundation of you know how do all these things fit together and how do my how do my hands work or my voice work to make those things happen mm. and there's something to be said for rehearsal like my my pop i might brought this up last time but my, my dad's a professional guitar player and i learned a lot from him growing up about music and about being a professional and all that um, and he would say, you know, if you haven't practiced for one day, you know, if you haven't practiced mm-hmm. for two days, other musicians know. And if you haven't practiced for three days, everybody knows. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, so it's good. You know, it's good to just yeah, like keep up also like, you know, is the zone thing. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're, if you're a baseball player or something and, and you don't practice, you get rusty. You have to shake off the rust. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with music. You want to just live in that zone. It's good to stay practiced. I, I would imagine too, that like it also becomes a skill to overcome your own personal shit. Like if you're tired or if you're in a bad mood or if you've had a bad day or if you're beefing with somebody and then you got to get up there and like find the zone with shit yeah. on your mind like that's something that it's not easy i'm sure yeah a show goes on you know the show must go on as a real thing and you have to find ways to like you know you're talking about meditating and like that's a thing that i do, i try to do like even throughout the day what i call mini meditations where it's not like sitting for 15 minutes with an own but maybe just a, a few breaths to just center yourself right because at the end of the day you create your own reality and if your reality needs to be on stage doing this whole thing, you have to leave everything else behind and focus on that and give that your all. And so, you know, um, it, it goes from anything from like, say you're going through some terrible stuff at home or whatever, you need to be able to still do it. Um, but I'll give, I'll give a funny story. I was just telling this story the other day. <laughs> There's a thing about not wearing shorts on stage. We, we know about it. We've, we've been told. <laughs> right? And so, you know, we we would joke about, uh, like, you know, that whole phenomena. And when good old Phil Cadet, he's the keyboard player, if you all remember, but I'll remind the audience, Phil Cadet is our keyboard player. 
and he joined the band uh, about a year into the band. So about six years ago, he joined the band. And the first time he sat in, he's who had shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. He's <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, well, you don't know this. You don't know the rules. Right. <laughs> so then, uh, then we you tell the rules and he's like, oh man, you know, cause he doesn't that, you know, whatever. He didn't think about that as being a thing. And, um, and there was one time we were doing a show and, and uh, me and another guy in the band are wearing shorts before the show. And he's like, what is this? You guys are wearing shorts. Five minutes before the show goes on, we change into pants and, Played at the show, yep. you know, and as you do, um, and he, so he's like, "Oh man, this is like, you know." So it's all building up to something. <laughs> so we had certain rules. There's certain rules when you can wear shorts on stage. There are certain rules. When? Right? Tell us. So one, you can be Bob Weir. Okay. Or Eddie Vedder. <laughs> okay. Those two, those two get passed. Wait, Bob Weir and who? Can, Eddie Vedder. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you could be a drummer. Okay. You're all back there, anyways. No one's really, you know, it's fine. You can wear a muumuu. Yeah, it can be over ninety. That. It's been somewhere between ninety and ninety-five, depending on who you're talking to. Ninety-five degrees out outside and or by a beach. Then those those are the rules that were made. Okay. So we're going up to a festival. We're playing this thing called the Sacco River Festival up in Maine, and so we're you know we knew we were going to be in the woods in a festival. Well, it's by a creek. We didn't realize it was actually on a beach that by this creek okay. right and it was also like 92 degrees which is, isn't always in maine and so phil and i we we up we take the van up there eight hour drive up there uh we're all getting ready to play we're up, like we had to get there and get on the stage it's like four o'clock it's hot we're all we're all wearing shorts because it's beach and it's over 90 degrees <laughs> except phil <laughs> <laughs> What a second! I could have worn shorts. Yeah, he's wearing these pants and he's just rolling up his pants. Like, oh, man, I gotta roll my pants up the best I can, making the face. Oh my! Oh, God. dude. It, okay, the- I, I have a story for you. We yeah. we interviewed Patrick from Cycles, and uh, oh, yeah, I know the Cycles guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's where we found about the found out about the no shorts on stage rule. Right. And this is right before we were going to the Peach Festival to podcast live from Peach. <laughs> and so we're in Scranton in June. It's a hundred degrees outside. And we're yep. in in the in the lodge. They have us inside this like ski lodge where we're yep. we're doing our performance and it's eighty to ninety percent humidity in there and ninety-five degrees in the lodge. And we're like, oh, oh well. No shorts gotta, on stage, so professional. So here we go. Like, I'm in the bathroom, just like putting on jeans. Like, oh my god! And we get up on stage, and I'm just like, literally dripping the whole time. We're talking to Jennifer Hartswick, and like You're losing just, weight while we're doing <laughs> like the interview. in a sauna. So by the last day, we all look. He at called. Each other. He, you called. Yeah. You, he called it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" By the last I was like, day, I was like, gonna... "I'm not fucking doing that again." Three days of that was enough. I'm fucking wearing shorts on stage today, man. I told the guys I don't follow that rule. I'll wear shorts. I can do. Oh, I, I, I girls can do whatever they want. I'll this do. Is a, this is a this is a man's rule. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girls can get away. Thing. The women can do what they like. They know how to dress themselves. A man should never tell a woman how to do it. Nope. Like that's. And that's they have so many options between us guys, like stuff. You got, you got capris and well, skirts. Yeah, well, he and was all. trying to like implement that on me, and I was just like, mm-hmm, no. buddy. I was like, I do yeah, what no, I want. No, 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 I would never. Get, we need to get out our leather fair, pants. Fair, fair, fair point. Yeah, man. So yes, I understand, man. It's and you know what though? It's you know what? 
it's always better to be overdressed than underdressed, period. What? Like, if you show up somewhere underdressed or overdressed, the overdress is always going to win. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going you know to be the best looking person at the party instead of the one that's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, you know, there is something to be said for, like, you know, we, we're, I think we all remember that, like, the 80s were a little bit over, over. Yes. <laughs> yeah, too yes. Much, like, you know, I teased hair and makeup yeah. and costumes. And there's something to be said, though, for also, um, like, the grunge movement of wearing flannels and yes. being about the music, man. You know, I come from a generation of, <laughs> of like, you know, turning away from... Like the you know, crazy, like you know, fashion levels. Right. But I also think that it's important if you're presenting yourself in front of the people, um, it's sort of rude to just come up in your, you know, whatever. Uh, like it, huh. it, people have their own personality and can do what they like, and you know that whatever. But I, I think it's nice to present yourself, uh, like with, uh, you know, I guess good for the people that you're going to be watching you up there. So it's nice yeah, I have, and we pay attention to that. Yeah. It was Aggie. When Aggie was just here that night, they would they wore all white pants. Yeah, and we all complimented on that and everything. You know, once in a while you get a little theme going through the band, and it, it's noticed. So I want to uh, ask. Yeah, I love the Aggie guys. Uh, they're, they're great. I've, I played with a couple of them. They're you know they're they're Connecticut guys. Shout out Aggie, we love you. Um, what I was going to ask because we don't really ask this too much of uh, musicians. I don't know if we've ever asked it. How important is image? to you and your band like you personally and then to the band's vibe you know it's something that i i struggle with uh, you know because i don't like i don't like self-promoting but in order to do what we do you have to promote uh and yeah I, right I, I definitely prefer having other people help with that but you know it, it's important to promote your shows and but you know it's like also i try to be promoting community too um but it is important also if you're wanting to book stuff like to look good, right? Or to, to yeah. gain more audience too. Um, one thing I'll say is uh, as I was, as the, as escapers started becoming a thing, <clears throat> we started playing, you know, like Brooklyn Bowl and stuff like that. And we would get these like really great photographers uh, in the scene taking photos of us. And it's like, man, they're making us, you know, look good. Besides like the, like the great lights too, you know, right. and everything. But they're cat. They're also they're very good at capturing that moment, you know, and like that that great space. I always thought that photography is a very pure art form because art at its core, a lot of art is at its core is um, being a conduit for what is beautiful in this world or or this emotion and uh, you know and finding that and framing that and sharing that with people. So photography is a lot like that. And uh, a lot of these concert photographers are also some of the most like just humble, empathetic people. And so I, I guess my point is when I was sort of getting into playing uh, more with the Escaper and getting all these photos that were providing these, you know, rock and roll images, um, I was really grateful for that because it also helped helped even us believe that what we were doing was something. Yeah. Um, that... And so, you know, that can help also just make it sort of more real of what we're doing. But I try also not to like just get too bogged down with it also right. you know it's like you have to always make sure that 
you know, the, the music comes first and the, the, the emotion comes first, but I also like, you know, I'd like to have, um, you know, I like to wear something nice and look, look up there and look, I'm in, I'm a New York hipster to a certain degree. I'm going to wear skinny <laughs> jeans. It's going to happen. <laughs> I, uh, I'm known for my scarves actually. I'm not wearing one now, but like everybody, they go, Hey, I didn't talk about my hair earlier. Yeah. They go, Hey, I didn't recognize you without your scarf. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I, you know, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm dead and buried. I'll be buried in a scarfophagus. Yes. <laughs> I have a, like, you know, I have a, more than a dozen of them. Um, and, but I also like, I like the flow of them. You know, what can I say? Yeah. yeah man. Hey, you like what you like. And they're flowing around and helps with the whole zone thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great answer, man. I that you know, it, you slid like how you slid in with that slick smile at the end too. Like, <laughs> so. I have to laugh at myself. I'm a, I'm a oh, come on, yeah. we, we all do. It's it, you know, what you do, what you do, what musicians do. It, the longer I try and learn how to play music, the more I realize how incredible you guys are like all of you that can do this thing so much work has gone into it so much time so much dedication and it's not easy like it's not an easy thing to pursue and when you're creating new music i i'm wondering like i guess the point of all of what i'm saying is in creating new works like spaceship right when yeah. you sit down to do that, is is there something sketched out in your brain that you're trying to work out and then that becomes the thing? Or is it like, just see <laughs> um, what happens? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, the last time that I was on your podcast um, it was really just right after the you know, the, the pandemic was sort of in full swing 2020. We just released our album, which is like June, you know, maybe July when we talked. Um, and like I already been hit so much by, you know, stuff talking about being hard to be a musician when especially there's, it's like you can't really go play. We were going to be having a whole, you know, tour based off the album and, and all this stuff that we couldn't do any longer. Um, and we were trying to figure out how to overcome and how to, you know, just like also like, survive in general with life right. right um and so at the same rate we had some time together and, we, and the guys you know in the band like you know we we decided well we're going to be in a we're in each other's pod you know we're going to be keep on being creative partners and especially phil and i have really dug in with our creative partnership and this the band has become phil and i at the end of the day like you know the, as far as the creative force and writing the songs okay and um he actually comes from an even stronger much stronger i would say academic uh approach mm -hmm. and understanding um you know he, uh, modes and uh, chordal configurations and he also is a guy that um he knows the great american songbook he can play and sing it on piano up and down because he's a professional that does that in the city playing at you know restaurants in the theater district okay um he's a consummate professional <laughs> and then i come from uh the sort of a yin to the yang where sometimes i come from a maybe more uh, i hate this maybe more mystical aspects or you know mm -hmm. where we're like just feel like raw feel and then we come together uh and he has those things too just like i have some of the academic stuff but we come together with that and a lot of stuff does come out of a little bit of improv, but sometimes one of us has 
like a, a kernel that starts the song. Here's this riff. Here's this like, like you know, when we came up with uh, no strings, we just wanted to have something like ah 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 ah. You know, we wanted to have that. Mm-hmm. And then what are the words that are coming out of that? It's like can't be getting next to me. You know, I, I could be your remedy. <laughs> Just a distant memory, and all kinds of words <laughs> to come out together. And we're like, like throwing the words at each other, but like it's it, it sort of comes out organically. Mm-hmm. Comes out organically. <laughs> um, but that's how you know you just you're, you're, and then things start to form. and go, oh, this this is sounding good together. Why don't we put this in here? And uh, so like spaceship <clears throat> started with this little like thing that that started um, that, that Phil had this idea. Bam, bam, it. You know, that, that this little riff okay. that he'd been working on, we were calling it this song called Momentum. We we're going to have the whole next album be called Momentum. And then COVID happened. Oh, you know, maybe Momentum is not ready yet. <laughs> Hold the phone. Yeah. Hold the phone. Hold the Momentum. But we, but we, a lot of our songs started to become like we were writing songs about that they are literally escaper songs, like the idea of escaper, of breaking free of confinement. And breaking free of the of the pandemic confinement, like you really felt that really deeply, and so this idea of the spaceship is like also um, it's also about relationships, and so I got the space if you got the spaceship. It's kind of a tongue in cheek oh, okay. thing, yeah, yeah. But the idea is, you know, uh, it's about picking each other up. Like if I know I can trust you, then I'll be there to pick you up. Or just if you can trust, you can trust me. You come pick me up. I'm gonna. We're gonna pick each other up. We're picking. We're picking it up, and then we're just you know breaking out of orbit in our, our spaceship and able to go. Uh, and that's you know the, the idea of escaping, if uh, you will. It. It. Some Hell would yeah. say, if I knew the way, I would take you home. <laughs> someone yeah. someone did say that yeah. <laughs> so, classic yeah yeah man yeah. well i like the way you explain it to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> mel's in the band now yeah I, That's this just is a fun. very special album i'll, I'll go and talk about, yeah. a little bit about yeah, please. the production of it because um you might be familiar with telefunken microphones oh yeah um and so telefunken is you know they've been around a long time they have a they're site in, in Connecticut and um they were nice enough to they have a recording spot there. They're nice enough to invite us to do uh basically recorded live for a day there. Okay. Um and came up with the entire album. But we we did those four songs, recorded that live and then we finished like vocals and a, a couple uh, other overlays uh pretty minor in like a half a day at the Bunker Studio in Brooklyn which is what we've where we've recorded all our other albums. And so the whole thing was recorded very, you know, less than a, about a whole day fully wow. in two different places and uh, and then mixed. And then that was the EP. Um, but we're grateful for the telephone and people for, um, you know, having us and be part of this uh, collaboration. Well, how did that come about, like for them to offer that to you guys? So uh, about four or five years ago, we were, we were invited up there through uh, a good Connecticut friend of us who had booked us at some Connecticut festivals. Uh, and he had a connection there, and we played in, in office there. Now, fast forward a few years later, um, our um, our manager is a guy named Joel McKenzie, uh-huh. uh, and Joel is the best man. Uh, he's he he'd already become one of my great friends in life. Um, he used to uh, host a festival called the Rock and Roll Resort, which is okay. an indoor festival every March, and he does stuff 
for like, you know, like vendor relations, management, uh, security management, uh, all kinds of stuff for festivals all across. He's done stuff for Peach and for Bonnaroo and for uh, Floyd Fest and a lot of stuff. And just a just a great guy. And when our band was going through the, the pandemic and going through some band changes and having, you know, a tough time of it. Um, and I was on the doorstep and saying, you know what? As much as I've been trying to get keep on doing stuff, maybe I just need to just walk away because this is like crazy stuff. I don't want to, you know, like that's not. And so he's like, no, man, you put too much into this. You this you love playing music. You can't like you got to keep on doing this. So between between him and I would say, you know, Phil Cadet and my uh, my lady, who is actually now my fiance. Oh, congratulations. Oh, right on. <laughs> Yay. That makes me She's happy. in the other room right now listening to Fish. Oh. <laughs> you got yourself a good one yeah. there. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but they, they, they all help me keep my head on and, and stick with this. And I think things are better than ever now. And so Joel um, had a, a great connection with Telefunken and helped uh, facilitate uh, this time in. Uh, um, is the cover of the album a nod to them? It is. Uh, so you might—I don't know if you remember talking about our artist in the past. Yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah, he goes by Meta now, Meta Chase. Um, and you know, he's—he does uh, art. He he used to do art for like um, t-shirts for Adventure Time. Like, oh cool. Like he was oh, like the exclusive guy that would make t-shirts for the Adventure Time program like really cool art stuff where you do like packaging from cannabis companies and, and he's uh he's also a, a bit of a shaman himself i have to say okay and he used to be in a band with with me this uh sort of bluegrass band i've talked about a little bit it's called the breakneck boys named after the breakneck ridge in hudson valley okay and so you know it's the kind of band we play like farmers markets and little festivals and things and i play mandolin for that and so he played banjo and is, you know, Damn. a brother of mine, but he did all the album art for every Escaper album that you've seen, which wow. is some pretty cool stuff. That's amazing shit. Um, and he asked for this one, if he could do more of a branding kind of things, talking about, you know, uh, image and things. Yeah, um, yeah. So instead of like a, um, an art piece, like a regular uh, painted piece, he wanted to do like a, like a branded image, like a, almost. And so... I had the idea we were thinking like, well, can like these microphones like be made into a spaceship? <laughs> yep. Wouldn't that be cool if we could figure out that? And uh, there you have it. Um, wow. It looks like, <laughs> do I have one I can put up in front of my It's, you know what? I, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a gear nerd by any stretch, but when I saw it, I knew that's what it was. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, Yeah. Yeah, it's really but dope. You can see that there's a it's it's a microphone, yeah. and then I love the colors on it. Yeah. Also, I love the font. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the logo now it gives us a nice logo to work with too. It's sort of like as if it was That's... etched on the side of the spaceship, right? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. rad. Yeah. Nice job. Well, I want to switch gears with you for a second. I want to ask you something, man. This and it, this may be weird or whatever, but okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Go for it. Uh oh. This is always the best part. Aaron always gets to a part where it's like, I have a weird question. Well, no, it's, it's never really it's weird. It's not really weird. I, <laughs> but it's always a good setup. Yeah. We, you mentioned the pandemic and, and we did talk to you in, in, in July, like you said. And I, I have my own um, thoughts and feelings about how, uh, how I came through that and what I got from it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. in hindsight, man. I, 
in my life, I can't think of a harder time other than, well, I take that back. Being strung out on the streets of Vegas was hard. This, this was different though. This was, everybody was going through it together and um, it was tough. Yeah. And we all had to deal with it, but it was an outside force. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And, and there was nothing like I couldn't go to a meeting or rehab and make it stop like this. Right. This was pressure from the outside and, and it forced me to like really take a look at myself and, and a, my um, likes and dislikes and why I did a lot of the shit that I do and my personality, just a lot of time to think. And I got some yeah. really great, um, insight out of that and and it's actually helped me now moving forward in time uh for you do you think that you found anything in that any gems inside that world of shit that we were in absolutely brother man uh yeah thank you for saying all that and sharing yeah uh some of yours um and you know it was maybe one of the like they've been some of the hardest times, but they've also been some of the best times. Not to get too Dickinson. Or- yeah, the <laughs> best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah, yeah. The same France. Uh, but, uh, Take it easy, killer. I thought you were in New York. Come on. <laughs> Take it easy, killer. <laughs> um, but no, but it really, you know, as hard as it was being forced to really look internally and externally and figure out what really matters mm-hmm. was some of the most cleansing, awesome stuff I've ever done. I feel like to a certain degree, you know, I could, before the pandemic, I was going along in life and things were good enough and whatever, but some things were based off of less than fully real foundations, let's just say. And without getting into too much specifics, to go through all that and, and, you know, basically bullshit ends and people that are bullshitters are not going to be worth being around. And <laughs> especially when you only can have a certain amount of people that you're allowed to be around. Right. Even. Um, and, you know, I just I really kind of figured out what was important to me. And uh, and I was one of these people that actually found love in the pandemic. Wow. And this person I'm going to marry, we started dating, uh, you know, um, in the summer of 2020. And we knew each other, you know, as within like friend groups and sort of, you know, but it was, but like when you're with somebody, when you're going through all of that and you're, you're, you know, 24 seven, you're living, you know, basically living with the person and you have to, like the day-to-day stuff, like dealing with the day-to-day stuff matters. It's not just like, you know, we're going to shows all the time and we're doing, you know, whatever thing. It's like, you know, we're, no, it's like, we're going to like take care of the house, do the different, make, make a nice house, make a nice life, do, you know, whatever, those kind of things. And those kind of things are, you know, really important to me, having a good life, having a good, like, family life, having good friend life, and, um, you know, like, living within a, a world of just pure truth, even, right. uh, as being the only way to, to go. And it's, uh, it, I feel like I have a much more solid foundation to my life, like, as simple as finances because of you know maybe working harder like i you know whatever or whatever it is but also just my relationships with people and um it's always been important to me to have great relationships with the community and build that community but it's even 
you become even more so. And you also, you know, know those people that are also like, you know, immune to bullshit and are more real people that are going to be there for you. You know, you, you like, it's, it's nice to know when people are really going to be there for you and have your back mm-hmm. and you really learn who those people are also. And uh, I like being one of those people. And so it's nice to have those people really truly be there for yeah. you too and have that synergy relationship. Uh, and that, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that really came to, 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 to bear out in the last few years that I'm very grateful for. Hmm. Um, I think I've had even stronger relationships than I did before and better ones and um and maybe even just some more realistic outlooks on life too of what you know and, and grateful outlooks on yeah life. man it's like you know like i i'm super grateful for the smaller things and i'm super grateful for when i do get to play big shows so i i'd be remiss if i didn't plug my next show please do uh this uh, week from uh actually almost a week friday march 24th we're at sony hall in new york city um, and we're opening for Pink Talking Fish. Oh, cool! Oh, sure. um, and, and they are recreating the uh, Dark Side of the Moon album for its 50th anniversary. They're doing a little tour wow. for that. Um, this is going to be the New York show. We're going to have Cal from Pink Talking Fish sitting during our set for a special uh, sit-in mm. song, and uh, we're making our Sony Hall debut. It's it's like across the street from Hamilton on Broadway, by the way. So I'm like, oh, I wow. like the joke that we're making our Broadway debut. <laughs> oh, that's cool! <laughs> Holy crap! You know. It- it's it's a trip to hear you say everything that you just said, man, because obviously all of our lives are our own and we have our own set of circumstances and shit that we do and people that we deal with and all that. But it, it seems like the people that I know kind of all went through this same kind of crucible and came out the other side with the same weird lessons in their own way on the other side of it. And that... That whole thing, it, 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 for me, man, it gave me a, a a measure of clarity that I didn't have before. It like a like you said before, all that happened. I was just kind of going along and like letting momentum <laughs> push me <laughs> along. Yeah. And sure. and now it's not like that. It's just not like that now. I mean, momentum is still there, but. I, I'm a lot clearer on why I'm doing what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. And like you said, man, the the relationships of the people that are around us now are the we always say like we've been blessed with the fucking cream of the crop around us. Yeah, you know, and when we only have so much time, like we should be, you know, we should be the cream and we should hang out yes. with shit, right? You know, man. Like, yeah. And I, I appreciate you guys, you know, like you have, I've gotten to know you guys a little bit over the last few years and uh, you, you guys are from the same, you know, mindset, soul tribe, whatever you want to call it, like brothers and sisters from another mother. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, that's uh, that's what our community is founded upon. And that's the kind of stuff that like yeah. the, that was so important with the Grateful Dead community and yeah. the fish community. It's like, you know, it, the music is really important, but like, you know, we're people are trying to get along through life and also do this music thing and the more that we can be there for each other the better all that's going to be yeah man it just makes it better well, i mean then, go ahead Apple. oh i was just going to say chime in during like during the covid thing it helped us learn obviously what you're both just saying what was really important and everything and it fine-tuned everybody their mindset the people and then you learned what people 
were not, you know, supposed to be in your life. It taught you what was bullshit and what was important. And then one of the most beautiful things that came out of that is when shows came back. Oh, shit. And going to shows, it was it was like coming out of a war. I mean, because none, none of us have lived through a war. It, it was almost right. like kind of a war-torn country. It was like people running across the dance floor to embrace each other and stuff because you hadn't oh, seen yeah. it. Like the beauty, we talk about it constantly. I'm sure you do, dear friend. The beauty and the love that came out of it after try after being held down, like trying to be stifled, and it's like bullshit. Where you you can't stifle that. And when it came yeah. back, and it's still happening now. It's still it's still growing. And with the band, like you guys, the music that's come out of it. When you all had it, you know, you all got to pull it in. You actually got to rest. You're actually at home and had. We were just talking like all these side, pro- all these projects that have come out of it too, where wow. musicians are like, yeah. I've been, you know, for five, six, seven years, 10 years, I've had this project in my mind, but I've been going, going. I finally had a chance to do this album or I finally yeah. had a chance to put this project together and they, they're still popping up left and right with Latin, Latin dead yesterday when yeah. we talked to them that he that's been on his mind for a long time and he was like I had time to do it and pull the people together and everybody else like Aaron said it was the whole world everybody else was available for these things if <laughs> if yes. they were down everybody was home chilling yeah <laughs> yes yeah absolutely there was some great creative things that have happened and um you know like I have I have no regrets. I mean, I feel like uh, the best we could with what what happened. But when you when you are su- like like suppressed, sometimes what happens is and then you really explode because you don't, you know, an escaper sure wouldn't stay suppressed for too long. No, <laughs> no, really important to just yeah, you know, like make the most of what we do have. Well, I would be completely fucking remiss if I didn't mention that. You created our intro music oh, too. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! That. Thank you for doing oh, yeah. that. I finally, get that, to tell you yeah. in person. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts. It's perfect. You know when I'll, I'm going to just be honest. When you first hear something that's brand new, especially like that so, intro music or something that's important for the first time, like I was like, do I love it? I don't know. And I, I had to keep hearing it and keep hearing it. And there was, I remember it's like one, I remember it. We were in our bathroom. It was one point where I heard it and I was like, Oh shit. That's our intro music <laughs> <laughs> because I just, I yes. didn't, I didn't know. I, and cause I loved what the Higgs did so much. And I also love what, um, change is weird. Yeah. Change is weird. Change is weird. Like, I don't know if we'll ever it change is. our outro music. That outro music to me, literally is what it's part of it's part, somebody, somebody part would have to come it's really part strong. of no simple road like the outro music came to us by children of indigo we had this i'm talking about this really profound incredible conversation and this was early on i'm talking about probably 2018 20, yeah this is like we were like 40 episodes yeah very very early on and they came and the next day sent us a video no it was that night no, it was the next day that a video and, oh, and, right, yeah. and, um, that music and was like, this is from our conversation, what we got from our conversation. And when we all heard that blew our mind away, 
and that's what we're all about right yeah right so and so cool. just like just from me thank you because it wasn't a right away aaron aaron knew immediately he's like oh hell yeah i was like nope <laughs> with an attitude like nope i don't know i don't know <laughs> and then like i said i heard it and i was like oh shit that's it, it fits who we are when right I, now and it feels good when like, i heard it and i told you this over text but like i'm like this sound, this the way this feels and sounds is the way it feels while we're having a conversation. And I don't know how That's the awesome. fuck you I did that. I love that. You know, a part of it comes from my background of, of doing like, you know, music for theater. And so thinking about oh. not just for song or for like live performance, it's about what is the context of what we're doing. Yeah. And I also, I love like a long time NPR listener and like radio listener and there's a certain amount of, you know, like when they start like, you know, a radio lab or like uh, yes. whatever, like I wanted to have that sort of nice sort of could be underneath or just makes a little sense. But then it's like, and you just say the name of it, but it's like, it had a, yeah, so I, I'm good. glad that worked. Cause I, I also, I had just talked to you guys for an hour and, and, and then I also listened to a bunch of your casts too. So, um, it's just, I'm glad that it, that it fits. And oh, I, I was trying to go for something that fits. He <laughs> does fit. It's, it it's, a, it's a mindset. The things like that, like you create it, it's a mindset. Mm -hmm. It feels yeah, yeah. like every time, you there. every time I'm putting an episode together, I'm, this is the truth too, man. I'll listen to, you were going to lie otherwise. No, no, no. <laughs> I, this could, the, Everything this else could, is lies. This, this could is sound the truth. Like total bullshit. This is the truth. No hyperbole here. Right. <laughs> I just, I'll sit and I'll listen to it all the way through before I plug it in because it like sets to my head ready to put the whole thing together. I'm like honored. That. I really yeah, am. I'm, I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to it. do that. And I'm, I am honored that you guys, uh, you know, have a, a similar vision and, and can connect this way with that. So yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. Man. I'm sure you, you can send us music whenever you want. I'm sure like you clearly, you know, through collaboration, sometimes you bring a piece or, you know, whatever to your partner, whoever you're collaborating with, and then they maybe change it. And at first you're like, what are you doing? You know? And then you hear their vision and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that was like my original thing with what you did. And I just want to say thank you for collaborating with us because it, it makes the show just that much more, um, I don't homey and like comforting. And like you said, like we're getting ready for something. Yeah. Like I love that knowing that, that you have that background and, and thought that way about it, that to kind of like almost like set it in like, like a feather, like falling on, you know, falling on a nest yeah. or something, just kind of like yeah, easing yeah, in. Here you go. Here, yeah. Here, here it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think, well, I know Mel and I don't think are coming out for any of the no, we're not New York shows. We have too much going on this year. We're yeah. like, we would love to, but New York is just not in the cards for us this year. I don't yeah. think um, unless you, something magical happens. Any plans for you or Escaper to come out west? So the the future for Escaper holds uh, right now. Uh, Phil and I are particularly in the studio back in the bunker, as okay. I mentioned, <laughs> where we've done our previous albums, except for the Telefunken one. And we are starting our new album. There's about seven or eight tracks, and uh, we're really excited about about it. But the point being that hopefully we're going to start releasing tracks from that as soon as late summer, early fall. Okay, that'd be ideal. 
Um, and with that could come a tour that would include some West Coast swing. So we um, we definitely want to hit Colorado and then uh, Northwest is, uh, you know, also. So that's those are kind of like sort of <laughs> right now we have to sort of skip the rest of uh, the, the center of the U.S. Yeah, we're, we're a Northeast band and you have to um, you have to pick and choose uh, where you throw your travel funds at totally. to make things happen. So, right. uh, but you know, for, for us, our West coast, uh, it's Colorado and Northwest uh, is, is like the target there for when we have our next album. Well, keep me posted, yeah. man. Keep me posted yeah. on, on what's going on. And absolutely. Um, let, can you tell everybody where they can find out more and follow you guys and all that stuff? Yes. Uh, so, escaper is the band and almost everything is slash escaper music so youtube.com slash escaper music facebook instagram twitter all that stuff and even escapermusic.com okay okay so that's where we are uh you can you can stream us on all platforms um and uh the new album spaceship just came out a few months ago and uh we uh we have a, a video coming out soon with some live performance and cool. uh, I just uh, feel free to, to hit us up even send us a message. Tell us what you think about us. Fucking heck yeah. Well, and I, I want to tell you too on the new album. I, I love the whole thing, but especially I was going to thank you for scratching that part of my brain on cicada, the guitars, <laughs> and then again, that, that, that sound that yes, yeah. that that's one of my favorite sounds. Like when Trey does other people do it, you have your own way of doing it. That just picks a part of the brain that scratches the middle. Yeah, there is a little a legitimately. Uh, I'll just uh, give away some of the the goodies. Back of my pick scrapes against the coil of the string. The, the, the top strings are like coiled. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's a groove, and it's it's a pick scrape, right? They call it a pick scrape, right? But then I also put echo or delay. And I usually put a couple of different delays on it. So it's like, yeah, it really picks away. So fucking cool. Like a cicada. Yeah, exactly. I love it, man. You don't teach lessons, do you? I have. Actually, during the pandemic is one of the things that got me through the pandemic was doing online lessons. But I don't do it too often anymore. As I said, my dad was a teacher for a long time. You know, a special case I would, you know, but I generally don't give lessons too much uh these days but i i respect the heck out of it and i i love teaching people how to do stuff just like in, in general like yeah you know, just like i'll i'll give i give away the tips for free dude <laughs> you seem like you'd be a good teacher yeah just it's talking to you again it just blows me away dude that you know you said that you play in in a bluegrass band and i'm trying to learn how to flat pick and it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life, dude. It's so hard, but it's so fun. It, but, yeah. And so to be able to play bluegrass and then also do everything else, like, I'm just in awe of that. Like, it blows my mind. So I, I need that bluegrass. It's like the, it's like you strip away all the, all the electronics and just, but it has still that down, dirty, deep jamming that can they happen. Do. I see. And, hey. uh, can we access that music? Did you write down yep. the name of the band? Yep. Okay. okay. Breakneck Boys. Okay. Breakneck Boys. Is it out yeah. there to listen to? Uh, we have some videos. Um, there's a video of us playing on a beach in oh, shorts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to repost it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
with the Heck with the yeah. word "busted" at the bottom. I guess the deal with your luck. Literally right next to the beach. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so it's okay. Phil was the it only. Was Ninety-two per- degrees that day. Except for Phil, Phil was the only professional in the bunch. <laughs> Will, it's good to see your face and have you on the show again. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, man. Great to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Love uh, you, brother. Uh, I'll be back anytime. Just let me know. Absolutely. Okay, we'll talk to you soon, man. Take care, brother. Take care, Will. Take care. That's a good homie right there. Uh-huh. It's fun to talk to. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't even remember how Escaper, how we found out about them. Does anybody here remember? No, you I don't. You found out about them. I'm sure of it. I just don't remember how. I can't remember if that was one of the ones where he reached out or you reached out. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say anything because it's probably going to be wrong. Why so did you just, start the conversation then? What do you mean? <laughs> Why you just to see if one of I us knew. To see if one of you guys <laughs> yeah, knew. Yeah, if we knew. Yeah. Bouncing it off the wall, see what came back. You nope. didn't get anything. No, nope, nothing stuck. No, nothing stuck. It's a trip. Will's face and the way he talks. Ed? Ed? No. From Apollo Suns? Well, that too. Now that, that I you thought said that it. the whole entire time. He just he <laughs> reminds me of all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, it's so weird to see somebody like that because he does have a glorious head of hair. Oh my gosh! Wa- yeah, you saw that. I was watching that the the theme from the bottom. The fish is like I, four I years old. I didn't see but it. He looks like a warlock when he's on stage. His hair is just mm-hmm. flowing and, and the long scarf. I've seen him with the hand. scarf too. And then I've you see him, him with the mm-hmm. like that. Right? I couldn't it, like it. Me, it was like. Which I mean, that's cool if you cut your hair, but when you have hair like that, it's, it's like it's like, dude, did you cut your hair? I'm gonna have to take a little while to, to digest this. Why? Why is God. that a big deal? To cut your hair? I know I why it is for me, but I'm. What do? You, why is? What is it for wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. I, okay. To, I to me, it's shot. I, I, I think most people look better with with long hair. Really? I, I it's just that the, it's just that they expect like dudes look more like warlocks or wizards or like tough like Vikings. Really? Or it's like yeah, I think okay. so. I think it's a cool fucking long hair is a cool look. Yeah, Will's Will's got a yeah, he's got a mane. fabulous mane, dude. Wow. <laughs> and then you see a pull back like it. that, and it's like oh. Okay, what? so Mel, you ask why it's a big deal for me. Yeah, why is it a big deal for you? Why? Who like because you have hair, me, right? So why does it matter if it's short or long, or you know what I mean? As long as you've got it. For me, growing my hair long was like a, I was taking back myself. That's what it meant to me when I, I remember where I was, what I was doing, and what I said to you when I decided to grow my hair back and it was a big deal for me. I was like, I'm cause I had been bald. Like, yeah. You used to shave your head on a regular basis it and all kinds of shit. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it was a time when I felt like I didn't deserve to have long hair for whatever reason. Which is odd. That's what I did. I punished myself at 27. I cut it all off when I got clean. Remember when I moved to the ranch? My, mm-hmm. my, mom, my mom and sister took me to the barbershop. My mom still has my hair. Aww. And it ba- like pulled it back and just chop, chopped it off. <sighs> it, it, to me, it was like you're straightening your act up and getting clean and looking clean. That's funny and- because my uncle Pete says that if he has something that he's trying to complete or something that 
he needs to get out of his life or anything that that's like uh, some type of a struggle, he won't shave until it's past and then he rewards himself with shaving because he he's a shave kind of a guy which it's weird that i mean that that's a huge thing in like sports all kinds of things like superstition mm-hmm. i also remember as a kid like the bible story like, like yeah the, the strength yeah the Samson. strength in the hair you know about you know about the native american trackers in the military do you know about this story i saw a movie about that well it, i Yes, there is a movie about that, but that's not what I'm talking about. So the there was a group of Native American trackers and they were in the military and they were like the best trackers on the planet. Yeah. And they all had like hair down to their waists. And the military was like, look, we can't let these guys have long hair anymore. They're in the military. Like we we can't make we an exception. A- we have they, we have a way that we do things. We like have they, a thing. They're not an exception, so they cut these these guys' hair. They couldn't track anymore. Okay, that, I mean that makes sense. That's part of them. Yep, it like severed their connection to whatever thing. To hit was, go well, in the end, that's keep it. That's history, dude. Hair is big business. Like women spent thousands of dollars when I worked at the spa on getting like you know extensions people buy wigs all the time like having a lot of hair and full beautiful hair it's it's something that's always in fashion yeah well long hair too you're carrying a history with you yeah you are yeah that's true Uh, whatever that history is you're carrying it Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah all right so moral to today's show will hans is cool Listen to Escaper. <laughs> yes. Right. That, that, yeah, that pretty much wraps yep. it up. Podcast Will over. is cool. You guys, we will be back on Monday with more stuff and things. And until that. What not. Until, until such time, please. Conduct yourselves. <laughs> Take care of each other. Smile a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. And you know what? Get yourself a new bag this week. All those bags that you have, carry your new stuff bag. around in. No good. That one I has like a hole this. in it. That's good timing too. It's springtime. Yeah. You want a new bag has for springtime. It has a strap that's broken or you like safety pinned it or whatever. Don't do that. Just go out and get yourself a nice new bag. All right. Spring for yourself. Love get you a spring bag. Treat yourself. Peace. Get a salad.
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.